Hey, hey, girl, welcome to another episode of the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. This is episode number 39, and I have one of the most incredible, amazing people ever on. And she's a good friend of mine. She's a former client, and we're going to be talking all about navigating the dark seasons in your life, and then also taxes for entrepreneurs. So imagine that. I mean, this episode is just going to be amazing because who doesn't love seasons and taxes? (laughs) And it is tax time, so it's super important that you guys listen, focus in, get your notebook out. This episode is going to teach you how to handle taxes as a new business owner, as an entrepreneur. And Becky, this incredible CPA that she is, is going to make it rain knowledge for us. This episode is brought to you by Teachable, which is where I host all of my online courses. And it's so simple. It's so easy. I absolutely love the interface, how I am able to upload my courses. I'm able to track all of my students, check on their progress. And it's the most simple dashboard for them to navigate as well. It's really affordable, and I love how simple it is and how it interfaces with my email systems. Everything is automated. It just makes my life easier, which is a huge win. I've gotten together with my friends over at Teachable, and they've put together a training for you on how you might create your own course. You can head over to bit.ly slash teachable course training. That's bit.ly slash teachable course training now and find out how to create your own course using Teachable. Okay, mamas, we are welcoming Becky Vinberg today. Becky is a balance mentor and a tax specialist for online business professionals. She's a wife and a mama from Utah. Becky is an incredible spirit and educator. I love working with Becky. She's one of my most prized clients ever. And Becky has just taken everything she knows and is teaching working mamas the importance of balance, discovering meaning, and claiming the life that you were meant to live. Through her own experiences and struggles, Becky has been able to claim her best life. And we are so happy that she's here to share with us. Becky is also a CPA, so we are definitely going to be tapping into her knowledge when it comes to taxes as we face tax season. And that is such an overwhelming place to be for so many entrepreneurs. I know when I first started my business, one of the most overwhelming freaky things was understanding how to create this business, incorporate this business, whether I should do this, do that, how to do taxes, if we should hire a professional. So Becky is going to be tackling all of that in her show today. And we are so blessed and excited to welcome Becky to the show. Let's dig in. What's up, Mama Boss? Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. I'm Stephanie Gass, success strategist and passive income queen creator. If you're ready to step into your God-led potential, create profit from your passions, and capture the success that is already yours, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more and connect with me over at stephaniegass.com. So grab that cup of coffee or fill up that glass of wine and let's dig in to today's show. Oh my gosh, what's up girlfriends? I am so thrilled to be bringing you today's episode. I'm so excited because I have one of the most amazing, amazing women on with me today. 
She's an incredible client of mine, and she's a friend of mine, and I'm so excited to have Becky Vinberg on the show today. Becky is a balance mentor and a tax specialist for online business professionals. She's a wife. She's a mama from Utah. And I think most importantly, Becky is an incredible spirit and educator. Becky teaches working mamas the importance of balance, discovering meaning, and claiming the life you are meant to live. Like that is speaking my language. Through her own experiences and struggles, Becky has been able to claim her own best life. And we are so happy she's here to share with us. And of course, we're also going to pick her brain on all of the tax stuff she knows because she's an expert in that area as well. So, hey, Becky, welcome to the show. Hey, Steph. I am so excited to be here. I am grateful that you asked me to join you today. Of course. I mean, hello. You're like one of my favorite people ever. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy you're here. I guess the first thing, let's start here. I want you to share with us, your story is just, I feel like it's so incredible and so many women go through the things that you've been through. And so if you would, you know, muster up your bravery for us and will you share with us kind of how you became passionate about Balance with Becky? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, growing up, I grew up in a middle-class home My parents were married. They were both business owners. My dad's worked in the trades since he was 16. My mom started a home-based business after I was born. And it was always stressed in our home that you get good grades, you go to college, you get a job with good benefits at a company Mm -hmm. that's going to give you retirement, right? I'm sure so many of you can like relate to this, right? Because I think that that's a lot of our generation. That's how we were raised. And from a young age, like I started my people pleasing habits. I wanted to fit in with all the different groups at high school, but I never really connected with any of them. I put more value in what others thought of me than what I thought of myself. And by the age of 16, I was struggling to keep up with it all. I attempted suicide for the first time, and I lied about it being an accident so nobody would worry. I started drinking alcohol to forget the pressures I was putting on myself, followed by drugs shortly after I graduated from high school. I pushed myself through college, graduating with my bachelor's degree in criminal justice at the age of 19, and worked in law enforcement where I quickly climbed the ladder The success in my career, though, did not make up for the hole that kept growing inside of me. I bounced from one career to another, excelling at all of them, but loving none of them. After I got married and we had our first baby boy, I found myself back in college getting a master's in taxation. I obtained my CPA license and worked for a large firm right out of college doing taxes I thought I had finally made it. We bought a house. We had cars. We went on vacations. Like You name it. I thought this was it. But I still had this hole inside of me, and it continued to grow. I was working up to 100 hours per week each tax season with my babies at home, struggling to find some sense of meaning and balance in my life. I wanted more. I wanted to be more than an employee, a cook, a maid, a caregiver, a wife, a daughter. I wanted connection. I wanted meaning. I wanted joy. And I wanted balance. My Mm. world, though, came crashing down in 
October, on October 27th of 2016. I could no longer keep it all of my balls in the air that I was trying to juggle. After my husband and children were in bed, I emptied my closet. I packed one suitcase of items for myself and bagged up the rest to donate. I put the suitcase in the trunk of the car and went to bed. I didn't have much of a plan other than I knew I could not keep living the life that I was in. I could not keep hiding my secrets, pretending everything was great when I was dying inside. The following morning, I dropped off my husband at work and told the kids to get out of the car and give him a hug. As soon as they were out of the car, I left. Like, I didn't even know where I was going. I didn't have a plan. Mm. I just wanted out. I didn't want to be a wife. I didn't want to be a mom. I didn't want the responsibilities and pressures that I had put on myself. And I just remember feeling so numb. My husband was able to talk me into coming back with the car. And he ended up taking me to the hospital. And they determined that I was a danger to myself and admitted me into the psych ward. That was the biggest blessing of my life. I spent five days in the hospital with nothing but silence and time. There were no pressures, no expectations. And it was there that I truly began my healing process and my balance journey. Through a lot of hard work over the last couple of years, I have found balance in my chaotic world. I have found what balance means to me and how to live my best life. And I, as I was going through this journey, became passionate about helping others find that for themselves. Dude, (laughs) like, I know you so well that I get choked up like every time I hear your journey because How many of us as women, as mompreneurs, like how many of us have felt lost or claustrophobic or like there's this big hole that's just living inside of us, no matter how perfect we appear from the outside, no matter how successful we are, no matter how much money we make, right? Like validation doesn't come from all of this external crap. And so I feel you and I think every listener has been through one piece of your journey, Becky, and I am just so excited that you made it through that season because don't you feel like God was kind of prepping you for the strength that you would need to go help women and to go help people, you know, in the future, Becky? Like, don't you think that season was necessary to like create who you are? It absolutely was, Steph. And I totally agree. I know that he definitely was preparing me for the future. And, you know, even after I started my transformation and started my self-care practice, we still have gone through a lot of hard things in our life and over the last two years. Like it wasn't that I went through this transformation and it's just been gravy ever since. But I know Mm -hmm. that that process and that time that I spent in the hospital started what I needed to prepare to get through the difficult times that laid ahead and to help others to find that same path. That's so awesome. Well, I was going to talk about taxes, but let's stick first with, since we're on this kind of wavelength with balance with Becky, can we start with that? Yeah. And then we'll go to the tax piece. Okay. So I want to talk about your passion project, which is what you were ultimately led to through all of these, these seasons, these moments that were so defining for you. And I think your journey to fulfillment, you know, it was a tough journey, 
But through it all, God ultimately led you right here, right now to your current happiness. Doors are opening for you in major ways. I've been watching it. It's incredible. Do you remember, for ladies that are kind of where you were, do you remember one defining moment where you found your happiness again? Or do you feel like it was a series of events where you led to a certain person, a certain book? Like, do you remember that? Yeah. You know, I really feel like my defining moment was spending my time in the hospital, like five days of really just quiet and not having to, you know, worry about all the things that surround life and being able to focus on myself. But while I was there, um, I picked up a book by Emily Lee. She does the planners and it's called Grace, Not Perfection. And through her book, she talks about embracing simplicity and celebrating joy. And as I worked through that and really nailed down what things in my life made me happy, what I truly wanted and what I could cut out, what I could start saying no to. That was really like the defining moment. And it is letting go of the things that don't matter. Looking at yourself, look at your life, what you're living, decide am what I am doing. Does it make me happy? Does it really matter? Mm -hmm. I spent my whole life trying to make others happy and I didn't even know who I was or what I wanted. And as I was speaking with my therapist one time when I was in the hospital, we were talking about my parents' divorce. My parents got divorced when I was 27 years old. And I was talking to my therapist and there was a time after my parents' divorce that my mom said, I've spent 27 years doing everything for everyone else. It's my turn to be selfish. And like that was a real eye opener. And my therapist said to me, she's like, you need to take time for you now so that you don't have that resentment 27, 30 years down the road towards your kids and your family and what you've done. Dude, again, I'm like, dude, who says dude? Why am I saying that? I just like getting so into your answers. Becky, how many episodes have I done where I'm talking about putting ourselves first. And I don't even think selfish is the right word because I I feel that there's this negative connotation between women being selfish simply because we're, we're focusing on self-care, mental health, our, our wellness. And that's BS. I feel like, why is it selfish for us to say, I deserve to be happy, my best fueled self. I deserve to take time for me, meditation, spirituality, to go to the fitness class, to spend the money on the gym I want to spend, to spend money on coaches and mentors and therapy. Why is that selfish? You know, like, don't you feel like that's just so wrong? <laughs> I totally agree. I don't think it's selfish. And honestly, I think it's vital. It's just like being on an airplane, right? When they tell you that you got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can put the mask on your children or others. It's the same thing in life. You have to take care of yourself first to be able to have the ability to take care of all those other things. So I don't think it's selfish at all to make self-care an important part of your life. And how much more fulfilled are we? And I mean, my goodness, like look at the season in your life two, three years ago and who you are today. And aren't we better mothers and better wives? And aren't we better at our jobs? And aren't we happier people in general making an impact on this world 
when we are fulfilled in a way where we take the time to love ourselves so much. Don't you feel that way? It's like, it's worth it because then you can serve in a higher capacity. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. And the people around me like that have watched me walk through this, they see it too. Like I get comments all the time from people in my neighborhood, people at church, people at school that are like, I can just see that you are a different person. And I am, and I have so much more that I'm able to give because I place importance on taking care of myself. Ugh, I love that so much. So I'm just so happy for you. And you have a new ebook out. I love your ebook. Y'all, just wait. And it's the Working Mom's Guide to Complete Balance. And you mentioned these four major areas of transformation that you went through. Can you walk us through those four areas? Yes. I'm so excited for the book too. And these areas, I really feel like these were like God-led areas in my life. And looking back at my journey, I felt like there was four major areas, mental, physical, spiritual, and financial. So our working on our mental health, mental and emotional health, you know, whether it is going to a therapist or meditation, even learning can help your mental health, listening to books, working through workbooks, all that kind of stuff definitely helps with your mental and emotional state. The second was physical. So exercising on a regular basis, finding joy in exercise, being more mindful about what I eat and the food that I'm taking in, my water intake, all of those things surrounding your physical being that we need to take care of this body. And then spiritual. And I really am a firm believer that spirituality and religion are completely separate things. And it doesn't matter if you are a part of a religion or you're not a part of a religion, you can still be a very spiritual being. And so I feel like spirituality is something that's important in all of us and for us to find that connection to our higher power. And then the final is financial. Everything in this world revolves around money. And there is such a stigma about money being a bad thing, but it's not. And we need to push past that because money is a good thing. Money in the hands of good people does good things. We would not be able to do great things without money. So really getting our financial section of our life on track is a huge part of living your best life. Yes. I love those four areas. And I, you know, you know, I coach constantly on time blocking within each of those four areas, because if you're lacking so many women or or people that you and I work with Becky and they'll say, well, you know, I'm successful in my business, but here they are having anxiety attacks, depression, all of these things. I'm like, well, Where's the rest of the package? Where's the spirituality? Where are you taking time for your health? I mean, I, I, you and I both remember working 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks and I would live off of processed pretzels, never working out, never, I would drink like 75 cups of coffee a day just to get through it. And so obviously that's going to create, my body's going to react in this way to warn me. Like 
I'm going to give you anxiety attacks because you are not taking care of yourself. It's true. So all of these areas are so key. I love it. Yeah, it's so true. And I think you and I, like, we've both had similar physical transformations where we were like huge working Mm -hmm. our butts off, eating like crap, not exercising and not taking care of our bodies and to see like the difference that we've both made in that area of our life. People are mind blown, really. I know. They are. They're like, what? (laughs) I didn't know that about you. And I'm like, well, there you go, right? Like I'm always telling people, share your vulnerabilities because if your story and where you are today can help somebody else, because there are how many people where we were going through the things you went through, overworked or not balanced or, or putting everyone else's needs in front of their own needs and feeling lost, unfulfilled, depressed, X, Y, Z. So we have to share these things. And so you guys listening, you know, if you found inspiration in Becky's story, I, I encourage you to think about what are the, the toughest seasons you've ever been through and how did you navigate those waters? Because you sharing that could be someone else's saving grace. It's true. Okay. Let's move forward. So for these women that we are talking to, Becky, they're struggling with this dark season, this hard place in their heart or their soul. They're looking for more meaning. They're struggling to feel worth. Where should they start? What are some tangible healing exercises that you can recommend? I think one of the best places to start is really to take an honest look at your life. Look at the things that you're doing. Look at where you're spending your time, where you're spending your energy and ask yourself two questions. Say one, is this important? is what I'm doing right now, is where I'm putting my energy, is this important? And two, is it serving me? Some things may be important, but they don't serve you. And I really feel like once you look at those areas of your life and start deciding, okay, you know what, this is important and it's serving me, it's staying. This isn't not important and it's not serving me. So I need to cut it out of my life. This is somewhere I can start saying no. Mm-hmm. Embrace the word no. Like, mm. I feel like we, especially as women, try and say yes to all the things. And they're usually great things. It's so yes. many good things out there. But we have to say no because if you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And sometimes that saying no is no to yourself. And that's not a good thing. So I think that is a great place to start. And Spend five minutes a day meditating. Meditation is one of the most healing exercises that you can do. Finding your center, clearing the clutter from your head, and just having some silent space in your day. And you do a meditation in your in your Facebook group, right? You have like a group meditation every Monday. Yep, I do. Every Monday I do a guided, just a quick like five-minute guided meditation. So people who haven't meditated before, it's a great place to start. I love that. Ladies, go to Becky's group. What is the group called on Facebook, Becky? It's Balance with Becky. Yeah. Go over there, ladies, and like seriously take this advice because I think meditation, it's it's not just, oh, I'm just going to quiet my mind. My husband's like, yo, you're going to get into your granola and do your woo. Yeah, I get it. Like people that have never experienced it just think it's like, you know, honky weird stuff. But here's the thing when you can actually silence our mind as women, we can then tune into the subconscious beliefs that we either need to let go of, 
you know, rewrite the stories that live in our own head or get in tune with our higher power, whether that's God, spirit, energy, whatever that means for you, you can actually channel certain things that give you the next steps that, that lead you to the next mentor, the next person, the next phone call that takes you to the next level. So meditation is, I think it's a non-negotiable and if you can't do it every day, you know, do it every other day or even once a week, just start the practice somewhere somehow. And I think Becky's group is a great way to do that. And I had a funny thing that I thought of Becky when you said, start saying no. So my son just got into pre-K this year, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to be in the PTA. I'm going to go run the school. And yeah, I go to the PTA meetings like the first three and like, holy smokes. I'm like, I just want to leave. Like, I don't want to do all these things. I have no interest at all in planning the fall festival. And so I, I'm like, okay, I feel so guilty and it's just not serving me. But then I, I, I realized, okay, this isn't serving me. This isn't serving the kids there because I'm not finding any joy in this process. And I'm just trying to show up like for my own ego at this point. I'm done. So I walked away, but I let them know. I'm like, hey guys, if you need graphic design or something, like shoot me an email because I can throw together stuff, you know, super quick. And so anyway, today I got an email from them. They're like, hey, can you create this logo? And I'm like, see, I'm still helping, but I don't have to be present. So you guys like, that's an example of something that it's a good thing that you want to do in your heart. You're like, I've always wanted to be the PTA mom. And then you get there and you realize that's really not your call. That's not something that's serving you, your life, bettering people in any way. It's it's okay to say no. That's my, that's my point. (laughs) Amen. Oh my gosh. I I have a lot of respect for the PTA moms because it's a ton of work, but it is not me. Like, nope. No, I will <laughs> sign up. I'll help at the book fairs once yes. or twice a year. Yeah, I'll help them. I'll even do their tax return for them. Like, because I know <laughs> they have to file a tax return. I am happy to do that. But I am, though, no, I cannot do all those meetings and all the work that goes into the PTA. So praise yeah. them and good for you for realizing that early and not getting like totally sucked in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So guys, there's only one of you. There's only 24 hours in your day. Hopefully nine hours of that is spent restfully, blissfully sleeping. So just be intentional with your time. Okay, Becky, now I have to switch gears because you are such an incredible resource for my listeners when it comes to taxes. You are a CPA. You've worked with many female entrepreneurs, online marketers. So I want to pick your brain a little bit about, about taxes since here we are. Pretty soon here, it's tax season. You've been working with mompreneurs for seven years. Can you kind of give us your top three tips for making tax season less stressful? Yes. Oh, I, you know, I actually love working with my female entrepreneurs as a CPA because so many of them were like stay at home moms or school teachers or like they don't have any clue and they've like fallen into a business, an online business. A lot, sometimes it's intentional, but a lot of times it's on accident, right? And they have not a clue. Mm -hmm. And I really love working with them and helping them like get it figured out. The first tip I'm going to say is treat your business like a business, whether you went into your business intentionally or whether it's something that you got into an accident because of something you love, treat it like a business. So you need to get a separate bank account. 
And I know for a lot of women, that's hard. They're like, oh, well, my business like doesn't make enough money right now. And I have to use money from my other job or from my husband's job. That's okay. Put some money into a separate bank account that you're going to use as your startup fund if you need to. But separate your business income and expenses from your personal. This is going to eliminate so much stress of trying to go through things and figure out, was that charge at Starbucks? Was that a meeting I had with somebody or was that just my daily coffee? Right. And use just one credit card for your business. If you do credit cards, it doesn't have to be in the business name, but pick one card and dedicate that as your business credit card. And then make sure like that's the only thing that you use for your business expenses. It really truly is going to simplify your life. And the other, the last thing on treating your business like a business is make sure that you're working toward an income, that you have a goal to make money because you don't want to be doing all this work for free. You don't want to do it just because you like it. Like You really want to have an income focus. And most businesses lose money the first five years that they're in business. That's a statistic that's out there. That's a reality. But the IRS looks at so much more than just whether a business is making money or not at the end of the year to determine if it's truly a business or if it's a hobby. And being focused on bringing in an income and turning a profit in your business is one of the items that the IRS will look at if they think that your business has been losing money for too long. So make sure that you Mm -hmm. are really doing it to make money. Don't undersell things just to get a sale. Don't sell it for less than what it costs you. Really be income-minded in that. The second tip is to keep good records. People ask me all the time, should I use QuickBooks or should I use Quicken or should I use whatever other programs, Mint, And honestly, it doesn't matter what you use as long as you use it. So there's Mm -hmm. tons of programs out there. I have a lot of people that just keep track in an Excel spreadsheet. I have other people that it's pen and paper where they have a notebook and they write down all their business expenses. If you've separated your bank accounts and are using just one credit card, you can literally just go from the bank statements every month, but keeping good records Mm -hmm. when it comes time to do your taxes is going to eliminate so much stress. And I encourage people like once a month, a lot of times, like the first week of the month, set aside some time to go through all your business expenses from the month before and organize them. So at the end of the year, you've got only like 12 months worth of totals to add up as opposed to a whole year to go through. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a question, Becky. Yeah. I'm asking for a friend. Okay. For a friend. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have your business credit card and you're doing all your stuff. Do you, and you've got all the tracking in the business credit card, like with a note, right? Do you also have to keep the paper receipt that goes with the credit card transaction? No, you don't. That's something okay. that they've changed in the last several years. You used to have to have a receipt, but receipts don't even last for a few months anymore. It seems no. like they like, fade so I, fast. I'm like, do I really have to do this? Because like my receipt is at the bottom of the chicken nugget bag that I threw away. Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. No, if you're using a business credit card, your credit card statements are will act as proof 
of that okay. being a business transaction. And if it's under $75, the IRS won't even ask for a receipt or for you to substantiate it. So okay. the Very only cool. time I encourage people to keep their receipt is if it's over $75 and they paid cash, which yes. who pays cash anymore? Don't pay cash. No, no one. <laughs> right? no, no one in America. I don't think. Right? No one. I know. It's hardly <laughs> anywhere. The other thing, the last thing on keeping good records is track your miles, track your business miles, ladies. Mm-hmm. I use an app called Mile IQ, which I, when I first got it, I had an Android phone and I turned off my GPS locator all the time because it drained my battery so much. And it didn't work so great with that because I'd have to remember to turn on my GPS so that my app would track my miles. But I switched to an iPhone about six months after I got the app and I leave my tracking on on my iPhone all the time. And it just tracks every time you get in a car and all you have to do is swipe right or swipe left to classify it as a business drive or a personal drive. It's so easy to use. And it's so neat. Yeah, it really is. Like I used to have a little notebook I kept in my car my dad, he's you know owned his own business forever. He keeps a calendar in his truck. And every time he gets in, he writes down the odometer at the start of his day. Yeah. And he writes down the odometer at the end of his day on that day in his calendar. I just had a little notebook that I kept in my center console. But I've been using this app for almost two years now. And it makes life so much easier. There's another app called TaxBot that a lot of people like. You can actually scan your receipts and track your expenses in that one as well. But just to track mileage, I love Mile IQ. Mm, that's so good. So I love those. Seriously, I already feel I'm like, woo, I'm doing like all those things that Becky said. Like, yeah, <laughs> winning at life. And I can tell you guys though, ladies, for the first three years of my network marketing business, like I had no clue. Okay. So don't feel bad if you're not even you're like, I don't even know what any of this means. I'm just like staying at home, trying to, trying to hustle my side hustle. Listen, get with someone like a Becky, let them help you set it up. So my next question is what are the tax benefits that we need to know about as female entrepreneurs? One of the biggest benefits to having your own business is that you now have taken a lot of expenses of your household expenses that you're going to be paying anyways, and that they now can become business expenses. How many female entrepreneurs use their phone and their internet? Probably like 75 to 90% for their business nowadays. Yeah. Right? Like everyone. Oh, yes. So you're already paying your internet bill. You're already paying your phone bill before you ever even owned a business. But now like 75% of that bill gets deducted on your tax return because you're running a business. You already go to lunch with your girlfriends. Well, now you go to lunch with your girlfriends and you talk to them about your business. You can write that lunch off. Like mm-hmm. all these things that you're doing anyway, it's not extra money that you're spending, but you now get a tax break for it. When you get a little bit bigger, if you switch your business over to an S Corp, you can take an annual trip every year as the shareholder in your business and have yourself a little annual meeting somewhere. Mm, that is so Who doesn't cool. want a vacation that's tax deductible, right? <laughs> like, uh, yes, yes. Yes, please. <laughs> now I know for, you know, most of our, the listeners on the show, they're network marketers, bloggers, coaches. 
what would you say, like, and this isn't on our predetermined notes, Becky, sorry, but what would you say, like, there's LLC, you just mentioned S Corp, and then, of course, you know, you can just be an individual, right? Which one do you think is the best for, like, somebody just starting out and they have one or two, maybe three streams of income? They're not a powerhouse, but they're this home-based business. Which one, how should they incorporate their business? You know, a lot of that depends on what state you live in. Yeah. I think... Like I'm in Utah, it's $70 to form an LLC here. So for Mm -hmm. like here, I think it makes sense to go ahead and form an LLC from the beginning because it's $70 the first year. They just upped it to $20 renewal every year. Like that's pocket changed really. Like Mm -hmm. that's not a big deal. Somebody that lives in California, it's $800 a year to have an LLC. So you want to be making sure that if you live in California, that you're actually bringing in some business Mm -hmm. before you go that route. And the biggest difference between just doing it as yourself as a sole proprietorship is what they call it and having an LLC, it's taxed the same, but an LLC gives you some legal liability protection. So it starts to protect your personal assets from the business if somebody were to sue you. But when you're just starting out, like the chances yeah. that somebody's going to sue you are really small. Yes. So I don't think like that's really not a big deal. I tell people the difference between an LLC and an S Corp, an S Corp is just a tax election. So you can take your LLC that you've formed with the state as your legal entity and make an election with the IRS to have that taxed as an S Corp. When you're an entrepreneur, when you own your own business, you are subject to two different types of taxes. You have income tax and then you have self-employment tax. So when you were working for a company, they take out money for your FICA taxes. It's just over 7% in FICA taxes. And then the employer was paying the other 7%, 7 7.5%. Now you're paying both of those sides. So you're paying just over 15% in self-employment tax on your net income for your business at the end of the year on top of your income tax. Mm -hmm. Where an S-Corp can save you money is in the self-employment tax area. So when you switch over to an S-Corp, instead of your entire net income being subject to self-employment tax, You actually pay yourself a wage as an employee of your company, and that's the only amount of income that is subject to that self-employment tax or the payroll tax. Mm. So you can start saving over 15% in tax when you switch over to an S-Corp by paying yourself a wage. Now, the IRS says your wage has to be reasonable. Yeah. I love their terms. They're so vague, right? Like (laughs) the IRS doesn't like have a lot of like fine lines. It's all gray area. But to substantiate your salary that you pay yourself, do some market research. If I was doing this job for a company, how much would they be paying me? Mm -hmm. If a lot of network marketing, right? We can't go out and do that job for a company and have a you know, paycheck. And so working and asking other distributors, other people that are at your rank with your company, what they do, doing some research. If you find 
a tax preparer that works with several people in your industry. They can compare what their different clients are doing. But you just have to have some kind of basis to say, all right, I did some research and this is how I came up with my number. I work with a lot of realtors as well. Mm -hmm. And in the real estate industry, it's all based on commissions, right? They get 3% of the sale of the home is their commission to their company. So then we look and say, okay, we're going to pay 25% of that to you Mm -hmm. as your commission on your wages. And then the rest of that is going to stay in your company. Yes. And so just kind of look at your industry and the standards that are set there. And like I said, and if even if it's all right, you know, I'm going to pay 25% of my gross profits is going to be my wage. That's okay. As long as you have something to back up what you're paying yourself. And right. You also don't want to like way underpay. So you don't want to be making $200,000 a year in your business and give yourself a W-2 for $10,000. Sure. Like that's (laughs) going to be a huge red flag, right? (laughs) Like the IRS is going to be like, that's not reasonable. Sorry. (laughs) Um, So for most people, I encourage, I look at not setting up or not switching over to being taxed as an S corp until they're bringing in about $60,000 a year, Mm -hmm. just because the S corp requires an extra tax return. It requires quarterly payroll tax filings. And Mm -hmm. in some States it can, you know, cost you a lot more money. Yeah. So you want to make sure that the savings that you're getting outweighs the extra expenses that come with it. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Cause like, I feel like I've always been, I'm an LLC And it's like a hundred bucks here in New Mexico, something like that. It's not bad, but I've always been like, when do you make the transition to the S Corp? So anyway, there you go, guys. There's your tax (laughs) one-on-one. Like Becky, wow. Like you've taught us so much today from navigating difficult, hard seasons in our life to understanding taxes as an online entrepreneur. Like talk about a versatile, incredible episode. I've learned a ton. I know the ladies have. Thank you for being a world changer, truly such a blessing to everyone you work with and that you inspire. And I know that these bosses are going to want to get to know a little bit more about you, both the taxes and your balance with Becky. Can you walk us through where we can find you? Yep. So my Instagram is balance with Becky. On Facebook, I have two separate pages. I have one for my CPA and one for my balance with Becky business, but They're both Becky Vinberg, but my CPA is Becky Vinberg CPA. So if you look up Becky Vinberg, you'll probably find them both there. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, I do have my email is hello at beckyvinberg.com if you want to email me. And then I have my free quiz that I set up if you are looking to try and figure out what areas of life you need more balance in. Um, the link is bit.ly become balanced to get that quiz. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you, Becky. I've had a blast and uh, just sending you so many hugs here over the microphone. Thanks, Steph. (laughs) It's so fun. All right. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day.
oh my goodness, how in love with that episode are you? Because I know I loved it. Talking about navigating these dark paths and these dark seasons in your life, it just makes me excited to know that other women have gone through serious struggles just like we all have and emerged on the other side to not just survive, but thrive and create a real difference in the world using their own experiences and navigating those dark seasons to empower others. So boom, like rock on Becky. And I'm just so thrilled about that episode. And then talk about all the tax knowledge. We are educated, we are equipped, and we are ready to be fierce mama bosses who can now handle tax season. Am I right? All right, beautiful. If you loved this episode, pause it right now and head over to iTunes. Leave me a quick review. Leave the stars, of course, and then leave some comments. What did you learn? What did you love? What are your favorite episodes? And then be sure to hit that subscribe button because you will be the very first one to get an alert when an episode goes live. And hint, hint, sometimes I post them the day before I publicize them. So if you want to be the first to grab the newest episode of the show, be sure to subscribe. I want to leave you with a prayer. I just pray over you, gorgeous, that you realize you have abundant resources to figure it all out. I pray that if you are in a dark season, you just hold on, you grab that faith, you get on your knees and you pray out and ask for guidance, ask for help, ask for clarity and understanding as you navigate that season and recognize it's just part of your journey, that you are going forward day by day and growing towards your ultimate goal. And if you weren't in the season that you're in right now, you wouldn't be able to emerge with a beautiful story to share in the future. I pray that you have peace in your heart. I pray that you realize you have unlimited time to accomplish every single thing that you want to accomplish in your day, in your business, with your family, and in your life. And I pray that you realize you are the most incredible gift. Yes, you. Until next time, love and light, Steph. Hey mama, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, if you'll head over to iTunes, the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, and leave a review and subscribe to the channel, that would be awesome. And I'd love to connect with you over on social media. My handle is at Stephanie Gass. I'll see you soon. Bring light, love, and abundance. Until next time.